Hey, hi all. Welcome to the second episode of the Trivial Talk. Uh, today, guys, I'm going to discuss about the World Test Championship final. So, it is going to happen in Southampton between India and New Zealand. So, this is Rahul. So, and with me, I have Piyush, who describes himself as a connoisseur of bad puns. So, I'm pretty sure that we are going to have a good taste of that uh, throughout the show. You heard that, right? And uh, and we also have with us uh, Srijit, uh, who hails from Katak. And I'm also pretty sure that if any person who is going to raise a petition trying to bring the World Cup cricket final to Barabad Stadium, it is going to be him. So welcome, Srijit Kapish. <laughs> hi, hi, hello, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, that 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 was a good intro. But I thought the way you started for views, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think I was going to be the subject that 90% of the jokes are on the bad guys. So, so we 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 had to bring him in. So. Don't worry, the battle's actually somewhere else. It's in England. Let's focus on that one for now. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, so let's get started with this. Uh, so guys, this World Test Championship final that we are going to discuss about. I think the journey started some two years back, uh, and. Uh, how do you all see uh, this uh, final shaping up? Uh, do you any, do you make any sense out of this World Test Championship final at all? I mean, this I, this keep in perspective that we we had a journey over a period of two years, and how could you have just one game decide a winner? Would that be really fair? Why don't you go ahead, Piyush? Uh, so yeah, uh, hello, first warm welcome to everyone who's tuning in. Uh, what I feel with the World Test Championship, the ICC is trying to accomplish is mostly getting more context to the game. So, you know, for a while now, we all have been kind of contemplating if uh, tests are actually any more required uh, with the advent of T20 game and the marketing that is done for such leagues also in T20 leagues. So, the calendar and everything for test matches have been squeezed. We have seen a lot of test matches going being shifted to uh, making way for more 2020s and bilateral ODIs. Uh, the new latest uh, WTC, uh, the calendar for which is announced by ICC, actually even focuses with more World Cups and more championships. So this is kind of a good attempt, I would say, to at least bring in more consequence to test championships or you know bilateral series that is going on. We don't see tournaments happening uh, in tests. That's simply just not possible that you have uh, lots of teams coming and playing test matches together for some period of time. I would say that uh, whatever uh, this endeavor is probably is in the right space given that uh, there is a point system going on. There's actually uh, something coming out of every match. And uh, of course, we have seen like India and the other uh, finalists, New Zealand's journey. Over the last few space of probably another like last two years, we have seen a lot of all the series having uh, results. Uh, New Zealand making a very beautiful uh, comeback in the last six matches that they played at home. Same with India as well, uh, in the Australia series and in the Indian home series uh, while hosting England. So we have seen most of the matches producing results and probably that can be attributed to the factor that you know there's actually points attached to every game. It's very similar to something that we probably see in, in ICC championship matches where there's actually super success or maybe semi-finals or quarter-finals going on. But uh, this is actually nice for a change and let's hope, you know, this one also brings a result. Yeah, sure. See actually somebody being crowned. Sure, Apyush, you raised a brilliant point uh, when you said that uh, there is actually a reward system at the end of this entire uh, journey. Uh, we are fighting for something. I think in that sense that this looks good. 
because earlier test matches were simply very boring and uh, and uh, yeah srijit uh, so what do you yeah. think uh, do new zealand really seem <laughs> like a finalist because i'll give you some facts uh, they've only played uh, five series to reach to this final <laughs> and only one of those five series has been a three test match series the rest have been two test match series and the one test match series that they played uh, away against australia they lost yeah. completely bitterly they were devastated what is your thought point uh, uh, on that uh, series well, well that that's a great question but uh, before answering that uh, i would like to go a little back in history and i would like to start from a time like why do we even play sports and why do we even play competitive sports and what is the point of all that i like mean, i like to know that yeah please yeah 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 I'm because notes here yeah <laughs> well uh time is short so i should get started because we have to start in 18th uh, century maybe yeah so the the point was before nations came about there was sports and uh, sports was always a contest between humans to see who is best or who is better than uh, in a, in in a group or in a mass like like it's a, it's a parameter that defined greatness or even if you see the olympic slogan it's it's faster higher stronger so so something like that was the basis on which every sport started and uh, but not cricket yeah but not cricket cricket started as a sports of leisure cricket started as a pastime and cricket was not meant to survive 200 years and cricket is something that is absolutely like like this say a fish out of water i would say that that's something that should not exist anymore so those But are some does. those are not so popular opinion uh, in, a, in a country of 1.5 million actually exactly yeah and 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 to understand that we have to understand that india in india the cricket we refer to is not the cricket that england invented 200 years ago the cricket we refer to in india is basically a club sports a sports where we see competing team coming across in a very short period of time so so it's it's kind of like i i like to borrow a term from bollywood and say it's a, it's a masala entertainment so people in india typically uh, if we go back to 1970s and 1980s they came back from their offices from their uh, uh, meals from their factories and came and watch the masala cricket they like the style of something like gavaskar or something like kapil dev and th- that's how cricket became popular in india and if you see today that even that cricket is going away and we are getting a cricket that gets over in 3 hours so in a way we can say the entire footballization of cricket is complete right so i believe the day is not long uh, ahead when we will see that a nation versus nation cricket is over and club cricket takes over okay so so in that sense uh, 
yeah. World Test Championship should not take place. Uh, I mean, this is just a, a measure that uh, poor ICC has taken to generate some interest. But I, I appreciate your opinion. No, 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 no. no. Uh, I, I think you got that wrong. So what I am trying to say is, so this is the scenario, and how the hell in this scenario we have got a situation where Test match is still alive, and a World Test Championship is happening. Okay. Yeah. And 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 to answer that question in one line i would say this is only because there are some people in this game that are still putting the commercial aspect that has taken over the entire globe and taken over almost all the games in the world to a second place and given the love for the game that was there 200 years ago the first place so this is something that is very unique and very special and and this is one of the very rare thing that is still surviving and it should survive and yeah and coming back to your question why the world test championship is happening i'm sorry i took such a long time to answer that no sir i absolutely got your point uh, but i was more concerned about team a team like new zealand uh, who didn't actually i mean got tested entire uh, journey of that wtc I mean, right. is it fair uh, for other teams to have a team like New Zealand uh, uh, taking part in the finals? I mean, what do you? What is your opinion? Yeah, see, so for that you have to see like what parameter do you employ to judge someone, right? So, for example, a World Test Championship is something that we cannot compare with something like a FIFA World Cup or a ICC Champions Trophy. So here, like even if you are going to say now. Like some country, some team is playing in Australia and some team is playing in West Indies. The type of opposition and everything is different. So how many factors can you really bring in and then compare these two games? I mean, just see a West Indies versus Zimbabwe match somewhere in African continent and a Bangladesh versus Pakistan match, say in Dubai. How do you really compare between these two, right? So. There are some compromises that have been made, and I think, yeah, nothing is perfect, but this is the best that ICC has got, and the method was same for everyone. It's not a perfect method; it's even not a half perfect method, but it is something that we have got and something that we can employ, and we are employing to get two teams to play a championship. True, true. Yeah, uh, I would just like to yes. add a bit to Shri's answer. So the thing is, uh, putting the context of recent matches and how this uh, calendar was developed, the the entire Test Championship is built on two years of schedule. So first of all, like the questions have to be asked, like uh, did we have all teams playing against each other? Did we did uh, you know West Indies uh, play with India? So we actually had a very limited, tight schedule. Rightly, like mentioned by Shreer, it's kind of a compromise that uh, you know whatever we are having, and uh, you know it so happened that the first championship itself has been uh, affected by the pandemic. So instead of going for the entire points, you know, say like you know what exactly was available, now it came down to percentage. So the matches uh, in late that India played against uh, Australia and England, so that way that is why they got lots of relevance to there. So instead of had it been a uh, like you know the, all the countries were allowed to play the entire quota of matches that they were supposed to play, maybe it could have been that. But in the last one year, of course, that's not been the case. We had a lot of uh, series being cancelled, a lot of makeshift tours being or organized right at the eleventh hour. So I would say that uh, if you look at the entire journey, 
if you had to say the two teams who would be deserving in the world wtc finals i would say india surely for given the record that they have maintained last year and new zealand for the last 7 8 matches that they have played if you uh, take away that uh, jarring uh, tour of australia which was absolutely treacherous everybody getting hammered uh, labushin playing like a true bradman so you you would uh, like you know be forgiven if you thought that they would be completely washed out but uh, right at the end playing at home against west indies against pakistan they pounced back to be honest they they actually snatched away all the games that were available right the fag so i would say between the top 5 6 playing countries say like south africa australia west indies uh, england also and Aust- if you consider new zealand to the mix probably new zealand is, has been playing the better cricket of the last uh, of all of these and india surely has been you know making a you know headlines in away tours uh, so i think these two are the probably the well suited uh finalists for the inaugural season true true pish but i remember sonal gangli saying once uh, the true joy of uh, winning in test cricket is to go away and beat the away team yeah yeah who else but uh, dada to say that i mean yeah. uh, the series against uh, england the first win there and the uh, west indies series also so given that transition he has he was able to make in the 90s cricket to come into the new generation of cricket under him So that's been amazing, and we have started winning after him. You know, rightly said by him actually. True, true, true. So I was actually that. That's why I was concerned why New Zealand haven't played a lot of away series, and they still find themselves in the finals. So it's okay. I mean, given COVID and all that has happened over the last two years, we had to find a solution. We had to yeah. go for the PCT, which was uh, apparently not liked by the Indian management. Uh, so anyway, we both find. Uh, We find both of the teams in the final, so best of luck to them. But uh, coming towards the test squad uh, for the Indian team, uh, do you see any uh, misses there? Anyone that could have been picked? Uh, what do you think, uh, Sujit? Okay, so okay, I am just pulling out the test squad so that I I can talk. Oh, sure. Each of, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, just off off my head, uh, do you think uh, players like uh, Hardik Pandya could have made the cut? I mean, you see that a lot of uh, all-rounders mm-hmm. have uh, come up for India over the past course of time, like Washington Sundar, Shardul Thakur. Right. Do you think a player like Hardik Pandya, or does it not deserve at all because he hasn't played a lot of Tests? Well, yeah, uh, that's definitely some que- uh, a good question. See Hardik Pandya what I would say is I would like to see him play a little more cricket little more test cricket maybe a little more home series and some away series before considering him for the WTC final maybe if if this final would be happening in 2023 or 2024 and I would have seen Hardik Pandya a little more I would have seen maturing as a as a even even better all-rounder than maybe I would have given him a chance but given this time given the amount of cricket he has played i think it's a it's a good decision to rest him yeah okay. i would actually strongly back uh, the same thing i would say that probably hardik needs to uh, mature a bit more but i would also go uh, your memories pull your memories fresh to the 2018 tour of india's tour of england where the solitary win came out of hardik pandya's fifer in the yeah. first innings he was very <laughs> instrumental in that yeah. victory yeah. and uh, yeah i mean given the batting uh, record of his in away tours has been good what india requires more of him is is probably trying to get about uh, you know 15 20 over spells across a couple of days or like whatever the duration of india's bowling is 
for at least mm-hmm. bowling you know five overs uh, in tandem with the pacers so since he has not been able to after his surgery a lot of of his bowling has come down uh, strictly purely picking pandya as a batsman would be kind of unfair to say somebody like rahane who's apparently the vice captain and to uh, who captained india to brilliant victory in australia so i would say probably the mixture would be affected i'm sad slightly disappointed to see kuldeep yadav uh, you know slump in form in the last uh, a year or so uh, there was a lot of expectation given uh, his debut given the way he started his career against australia and the way he's bowled throughout in the initial phases of ipl but uh, it's okay it's probably you know a difficult time for him he learn from the entire fiasco whatever he has gone through the last one two years and we hope that uh, he can make a probably come back uh, sometime this season or the next season what i wanted to uh, see was probably a bhuvi in the team there's a yep. lot of uh, debate going around his spot yeah he should yep. i should he have been uh, picked up this team or should he have been in the sri lankan tour uh, but anyway i feel the combination is already kind of set india requires probably a hardik pandya with a you know maybe three four wickets in each match if that would be there that would be great otherwise india would go with a, a five bowler lineup anyway okay since you picked the uh, yeah sir go ahead. yeah yeah so so on that point also i agree with uh, piyush i think bubi had been would have been a great uh, addition to indian team and he would have been a because if you see the current pace lineup i believe with bumrah with isan with mohammad shami like these are very not maybe very similar but these are like if you align this bowler on a chart this will fall on on the same quadrant and then you have bubi who is a a bowler who is like very good with swing and that's something that would have been a great asset in english conditions so i think definitely bubi would have been a great addition yeah sure uh, i too agree with that uh, even but then we have uh, like you mentioned we have a set of uh, bowling mm-hmm. lineup that we have already tried and tested with uh, umesh yadav not getting in a match this uh, imagine yeah, how strange is that mohammad uh, like mohammad siraj is there he's i mean he had a terrific tour of australia and uh, mm-hmm. how can you keep that person out of the game so we just think so yeah having said yeah probably like uh, a shardul thakur who yeah. probably was very instrumental in that uh, win in gaba you would say that you know he deserves another go but given that just a one off uh, it also circles back to the question should it have been a maybe you know three uh, form three test match series where you decide the go- winner but since it's only a match i would say india would try to rather stick with the tried and tested formula of the quick quartet you have uh, shami you have bumrah you have ishant and ishant in the last two years uh, rightly has been you know announced as probably the most improved player in the last two three seasons 50 wickets in two years in comeback is amazing given what he was bowling prior to that Uh, his his uh, last series in england was also very nice the australia tour went very well so i would i would say that uh, yeah probably it's unfair on bhuvi but uh, yeah he has another tour in sri lanka to take care of and i hope that he plays well there sure sure uh, i hope yeah uh, Ra- rahul i want to add on that so yeah. so uh, yeah you said about mohammad sami and siraj and sardul thakur but i and umesh yadav also so but i believe that these bowlers are those bowlers those who get something from the deck like they put their efforts in and they get from the pitch or the conditions but I, i think in english conditions swing will be a very big factor than australia 
so here i think because in the past we have seen someone like maybe arthi singh or prabhin kumar had been instrumental in Indi- for india's good performance in english conditions so i think for english conditions somebody with natural swing should have been given priority over some bowlers who like get something from the deck or try to maybe not move ball more but try to uh, vary their bounce and play with that okay okay got it got it uh, so having said that uh, we discuss about the indian bowling lineup what about the bowling line of new zealand i mean i'll give you yeah. some facts there uh, the last time india went to new zealand <laughs> uh, the top 3 wicket takers were new zealand pacers okay and they had averages of 13 19 and 16 respectively by saudi bolt and kyle jameson Kyle Jamieson made debut in that series and picked maybe around nine wickets. Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. Uh, the top highest wicket taker from India was Bumrah, who picked six wickets only. So how do you rate uh, New Zealand's bowling line? If you just see the recent match that happened uh, and just coming it today itself, you have Mr. Matt Henry coming out of nowhere and picking straight away top uh, three wickets, top order batsman cheaply. and uh, i think his his uh, t- uh, first spell was very instrumental in the victory otherwise they uh, england could have been setting up a score of probably 150 to chase which could have been tricky but he ensured that never happened uh, none of the straight none of the top order actually went on to score anything substantial so they are spoiled for choice here um, imagine this you have in this this two match series itself you had six changes from the last match and imagine the talismanic captain uh, kane williamson sitting outside yeah, and yeah. being led by tom latham So it's amazing, and uh, not to uh, kind of ignore the fact that they have four wicket keepers in the team. If you include Devon <laughs> Conway, yeah, uh, and uh, what a mind-blowing debut he has had. We'll come to him. We'll come to him. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, just looking at uh, New Zealand's uh, bowling lineup, I think it's very, very interesting. It will be uh, tough on India's, uh, you know, top order itself. I'm, I'm kind of already imagining Neil yeah. Wagner bowling those short bowls right away to Pujara, and uh, it'll be very interesting how he, uh, you know. Faces of the chin music, and probably see of the entire first spell of say Trent Bolt and uh, Tim Saudi. I would say probably uh, Tim Saudi, Trent Bolt, and given the recent form of Matt Henry, these are the three pieces they go with. Uh, but also not to uh, ignore Jamieson's uh, beautiful record against India. It's very new on the scene, but I would go with these three uh, in the pace lineup. Yeah, sure. They also do have Colin De Grandau, the old man with a <laughs> magic trick. hairstyle this time yeah so do you want to add something on that uh, on uh, rather you can go ahead with uh, uh, the new zealand batting lineup uh, the top order looks so so powerful well I, i'll go with that but before that yeah on the bowling i think i, I was also watching the recent uh, england series they are having and i was watching what henry and walker were playing so i i believe it it comes down to the indian batsmen like how do they play because we know they have struggled before in english conditions and if these bowlers are as sharp as they are now and definitely in wtc the energy level will be something different so it, it again comes down india's batsmen and especially it comes down to virat kohli and rohit sharma like how do they play and how do they set the tone yeah definitely we have the newcomers and we have other players but it has like indian batsmen in especially the top guns have to fire true true absolutely Can, cannot agree more uh, so piyush uh, 
we have built the new zealand i mean up so yeah. the, why haven't they won any title till now in the last oh, decade i mean amazingly they have surprisingly made it to the two finals of one day championship last two finals actually uh, this time they were agonizingly close and probably i would say they won the hearts and <laughs> and england won the world cup but uh, that was a contentious rule but they had and they they were spared the trophy but uh, if you look at what Ang- uh, you know mr stead has been as the head coach of uh, new zealand since august 2018 so what the team here is building is is very interesting uh, in the one day setup they have somebody with a all round skill of jimmy nisham who, who kind of gives you another sec- uh, 6 7 overs probably bowls the last over of a 2020 match and wins you that and also scores runs in the middle order so that has been working very well in the in the uh, in the uh, in the in the build up to this match you have seen debutants like devon conway smashing a double hundred on on his debut uh, what a beautiful story uh, the guy sold his uh, property his cars to just to get into new zealand cricket and uh, yeah another story of uh, you know sour grapes for south africa maybe so yeah and and it's it's packed it's totally packed with good talent you have the experience of also uh, ross taylor at number 4 and williamson sometimes if he if he comes back again of course and yeah speaking of bad puns i'll remind you of one so you have devon conway uh, you have all the top order performing well so they have delivered but uh, will young <laughs> what about will young though the new yeah. player yeah. amazing yeah. amazing yeah. talent scored a, a fighting 80 in the recent match concluded mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting will he swap in or will he be swap places with williamson in the in the top order there true true uh, new zealand had been kind of looking for a good better opener i mean with due respect to martin guptill but uh, the failures with the bat have been kind of unbecoming often and probably they wanted a kind of a, a somebody who was more consistent up top and if if this devon conway works then that's amazing he reminds you of quinton de cox flair through the bat this the the drives the cover drives the check drives and the flick True. amazing he yeah uh, i mean i i was just kind of uh, thinking that uh, this must, i mean what it means to Uh, be a, a double century on on debut, and uh, if he can repeat the same performance in the finals against India, this would be a great story. I can see articles and the headlines coming up, so India should be beware. But also, given uh, India's pace attack, I think this is probably our best chance of bowling out the top order cheaply. Uh, I don't think we have ever had a luxury of probably having straightforward four five bowlers. Pace bowlers, genuine pace bowlers, and wicket takers in in probably in in recent history at all, and uh, I think uh, it circles back to M S K Prasad. This one statement, it was an Australian tour where he was having a lunch with the uh, Australians, and they were hosting him, and he was asked this question: Where do you see this talent boom, you know, coming up? How does India produce fast bowlers or fast bowlers? And he pointed to this uh, fellow in the audience who also happened to be India's coach in 2005, Mr. Greg Chappell. <laughs> so a lot of ignominy and lot of uh, bad word is associated with him his stint with india's coach but i would say the way he picked up new talents the way uh, raina came through the way shrishant atpi singh ifan pathan as a batsman and all rounder came through the same has been kind of replicated in the last few years uh, by the likes of which we have gotten shubman gill opening the order in the batting uh, you know shikhar dhawan has had to you know make way for uh, shubman gill who would have thought that probably a couple of years ago Uh, so yeah, India looks in great shape. I would say that with the recent form of uh, playing couple of uh, competitive international matches in England and also in Lords recently, so the form is kind of tipping towards uh, New Zealand. They would be highly buoyed by the fact that they won the the season match. 
even though i have seen a couple of videos of india playing intra matches but just not the same uh, you know flavor i would say that uh, india and um, indian should be very very about uh, and all foreign teams should be very very about india's yep. lower order especially with rishabh pant playing what probably adam gilkus used to do in australia true true so yeah i mean no discredit to ms but uh, i think uh, rishabh pant is definitely a better batsman and uh, he is more consistent than ms at least in the last one year that he has shown i mean whether he can live it up to that uh, yeah. that remains to be seen and that to all the away performances that he has had absolutely yeah, mind blowing yeah. Yeah, but, yeah 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 and uh, having said that uh, see do you think these young guns from new zealand like a devon mm-hmm. conway or a jamie um kyle jamison do you think uh, these players will be the trump card uh, for new zealand well when pius uh, was speaking i was i was really doing a little bit of research into devon conway domestic stats and all well what we are speaking now are best on the two matches that he played right well he has a st- what do you say strike rate of uh, average of 35 okay let me get that straight but he got a double hundred on debut on at lord and i want to I, ignore the fact that he scored a 99 on so t20 debut against australia this yeah. time ago so this guy can play both the games and switch gears mm-hmm. yeah but 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 again that is best on a single season So, so I think a better way to rate or to find who really Devon Conway is to look at his stats in domestic, in first class, in list. But, so, if I see the list a career of Devon Conway, then he averages forty three in list a average, and then he really does not have that much run in list a. Like he has some two thousand five hundred odd runs in out of seventy one matches. and if you see his uh, let, let me ignore his 2020 average and matches if i see first class also he has got close to 5000 runs so it's it's yeah. decent i would not say it's bad but if i compare that to somebody like arisab pant and when i see a guy who has played against australia england new zealand west indies and averages more than 62 against australia who averages more than 48 against west indies who averages close to 40 against england so so there i see that well for even for rishabh pant we are saying it's quite early to judge him as one of the great maybe not great one of leading players in world cricket today but if we are questioning rishabh pant with such figures then i think definitely devon conway we have to see him and just two matches maybe he's a one day wonder or maybe he's a legend who knows yeah true who knows i'll put you on a spot pish uh, uh, do you think uh, ravindra jadeja is going to the trump card for india and having said that it means that he is going to play oh yeah 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 absolutely even in my 11 he he uh, is there at number 7 or number 8 depending on how uh, the situation is panning out so uh, i guess probably the only uh, player who can pick himself up right away in three formats i can say that uh, safely one has the confidence in his batting now the biggest change that has come about in jadeja in last 3 years is is his batting we had no doubts about his bowling his home records in bowling with in tandem with ashwin has been amazing uh what we wanted to see was can he bat probably say that uh, in the sheet anchor role probably give support to the middle order batsman and if you if i uh, you know take you to the melbourne test that happened in the boxing day 
so he was there with rajinkar rahane and that crucial partnership was very very instrumental to india's lead for singh's lead so uh, if you if you see him as a batsman he's there he's giving you say probably 60 70 runs in a match in couple of innings so that is great and ended with uh, his venom in in spinning conditions amazing i would like to see if if new zealand is willing to play jas patel so if if they have or the same thing then probably or are they going to go to santner who again gives you kind of a similar skill set as ravindra jadeja he can bat well as well but if you go by recent form uh, i would say probably uh, there's a there's a inducing between uh, ravindra jadeja and ajas patel uh, his fielding is amazing which is probably very understated ravindra jadeja probably took one of the best catches that i've ever seen against new zealand in the last time india to new zealand so between head to head if you look at these two teams New Zealand still has the edge over India given that they have won at home which is kind of a similar condition that Southampton is going to provide I would say that uh, New Zealand kind of has the edge over it and in the Indian lineup if you compare with Ravindra Jadeja and what his contribution can be I I would say if if India is able to uh, say maybe like get a first innings lead and it's going to be crucial this match whoever gets the first innings lead is going to definitely have a better chance of winning it so uh, you know if if india can probably get uh, the the middle order of of new zealand quickly and say jadeja has to play the uh, a role in that that would be great i am just interested is he going to play with ashwin because if both the spinners are there then uh, probably it's going to have a, a more potent impact i feel that uh, jadeja bowling in tandem with a pacer is probably not that effective i'm not saying it's it's he's not effective anyway i'm just saying that uh, if he finds a good spin partner like you know the left hand right hand of uh, spin of both ashwin and jadeja it's going to be very difficult uh, mind you like new zealand team has couple of good left handers in their squad yep so uh, having a good uh, off spinner is going to have uh, is going to come in very handy you raised a good point uh, piyush i'll come to you sujit on this uh, next question mm-hmm. uh, uh, rahul if you allow me uh, i would uh, like to add few lines on jadeja yeah sure go so, ahead Yeah. See, I I believe why Jadeja is so successful is firstly a lot of players underrate him. So he is kind of a bowler. What happens is when whenever a opposition team batsman goes into batting, they look at the strike bowlers. Sorry strike to interrupt. Uh, so when you say by a lot of players, do you mean Sanjay Mandrekar <laughs> in particular? <laughs> Yeah. I was going to come to that. <laughs> okay, we shared it to bits and pieces last I checked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, see what what I believe what happens with Jadeja is whenever a opposition batsman like whenever a batsman comes to batting, he looks at okay who is the pace number one and number two bowler. They play him out. Who is the number one spin bowler? They play him out, and then they wait for the bowler. with whom they can start relaxing a bit and what jadeja does there is he does not makes the ball turn much or he does not like has lot of mystery with his bowling he just bowls stump to stump he bowls it straight and he just hits the, the mark that needs to be hit so there is a person who is ready to play with more than 100% discipline and is your number 4 bowler I think that's the fact that is really affecting a lot of batsmen because the batsman is now relaxed he's out of his I mean the rigid zone he's like okay I have got out of the danger zone and here is a place I can relax and play it out 
and then he gets a bowler who is just being disciplined and just bowling what do you call the the generic balls and True. that's what i think makes him so lethal i think that's a brilliant like, perspective right, the- yeah the stock ball like i think the stock ball uh, like mm-hmm. jadeja is the straighter one the regular one and the right, one that yeah. turns ever so slightly is probably his variation and that is where he's so lethal if you see the spinners uh, i saw, i i think i saw ajas putis bowling here i come back to him a lot because i see a lot of similarity in the balls that they uh, the delivery yeah. uh, uh, delivery style itself the action is almost similar with a very vp like action of ajas putis with a extended arm otherwise i see the same thing going on there so with uh, jadeja it's always that he tries to keep it very simple with with a bat in his hand he's a very different person like test matches are played with sessions so you have to understand that a bowler is going to probably get uh, you know be going at you for probably uh, five overs or six overs spells and he tries to play them out like shreed says and and he he is very very uh, calculative of probably who's the next bowler that's going to come so that's that's probably a very good cricketing brain that you see on the field and india badly would require that if if uh, india wants to win this match true true since we're talking about bowlers here let's talk about yeah. the pitch or rather the com- rather the venue of the world test final so yeah. do you think i mean both of you guys do you think uh, um this is a two part question so you can take your time to answer this so do you think moving the world test uh, championship final to a lesser known ground like a southampton has lessened uh, the shine of the event and uh, question number 2 would be uh, and this is a more uh, light on a lighter note do you think this is uh, ecb's uh, way via icc to uh-huh. ask to ask forgiveness to the people of new zealand since the both matches that india have played in southampton they have lost <laughs> good one very good one yeah so uh, no definitely not and uh, bef- before beginning that uh, i'd like to say southampton is also a ground that ecb really does not like much why <laughs> they they even don't didn't want to give test match status to this venue Okay. and today it is hosting wtc final so so there is a very interesting history behind this venue so this is owned by hampshire county club and uh, basically from 1880 onwards they used to play in a county ground that was inside the city and there was no space for expansion so they had no galleries or no proper dressing room facilities and all of that and that's why ecb was like okay you are good for county games but don't expect anything more than that and ecb always preferred other grounds uh, so mark nicholas apparently came up and he talked to the county chairman and they had a discussion and they thought that okay this is something that is uh, really hampering us and we should move out and have a bigger venue so that we can host test match we can host one day match and uh, uh, we could really uh, stock up the revenue for the club and the county and so they acquired a piece of land outside the uh, the proper city limits and they started building the stadium but then and and for that they actually acquired funding from sports england so sports england is kind of the governing body like ministry of sports in, in india and unlike india where uh, indian government really loves populist schemes and goes on building stadiums and all of that countries like england and america really hates that and they were like no we are not going to give you money to big a build bigger stadium 
we are going to give you a 10% kind of grant you find the rest of money and build it so then they thought that okay let's let's make it a resort and they went and they signed a contract with hilton the uh, hotel group and they thought that okay our problems are solved we can now build this ground and a golf course and we can attract international cricket but then again this ground got into trouble and all the hotel groups who were there they came up with protest that okay you took money from the national government and utilize that to build a private hotel they were not ready to consider this as a cricket ground and they started boycotting and that's why this ground was again in limbo for a close to 3 to 4 years so finally anyhow they got that matter sorted also and they built the ground finally and in 20, 2007 i think they approached ecb that okay ecb we have this ground built up we have a hotel and we have everything so now please give us the test match status okay and then ecb and then ecb came up and said okay you have got a ground you have got a resort you have got a golf course but you don't have galleries yeah so if we give you test match status where are people coming and where where will they sit and you cannot have temporary structures because it will be a uh, very hazardous in terms of safety and if there is some fire or something then it will it will really be difficult and then they straight away denied that okay hamsar guys just go back and <laughs> this really started a revolt in hamsar county that okay we spent so much into the stadium we brought in hilton we built a golf course and still we don't have the test match status that was promised to us in 1997 so this is kind of a really redemption moment uh, for southampton to have mm-hmm. the world test championship final uh, at the ages board <laughs> right well that's the part i was coming to and that's the funniest part so ecb had a test match ground uh, what do you call a rating that yep. okay this ground is a number one priority and this the rose ball or ags ball because of commercial reason was at the bottom of the list so what happened was that the hamster was actually housed to one of the leading sports magazine i mean editor of leading sports magazine of uk so the leading sports magazine of uk it published a list of its own where it's rated the best stadiums in the <laughs> whole world okay and they rated this stadium as the best in all the world <laughs> because this was apparently one of the few stadium with its own lodging five star boarding facility and, and don't and say this it, don't mention this to jaisa okay so <laughs> no actually there are other stadium in india which sounds like a very very similar in nature <laughs> i'm not going to one? say it. <laughs> I'm going to say that uh, it's very interesting that uh, Southampton like hosting this uh, mm-hmm. given like see we call it corruption in India and there is uh, lobbying in the western world. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you could say that it's magazine report thing, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the magazine uh, uh, report saying uh, like probably AGS Bola is one of the best venues in the mm-hmm. world itself. Uh, that's a big mm-hmm. one. I would mm-hmm. say that uh, the I think my first memory of seeing Southampton as a venue came in 2003-4 uh, Champions Trophy if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's the first time it was also a very uh, smaller ground then probably they the gallery didn't have it. any gallery at that time uh, yeah yeah right. it was very small yeah. and it seemed uh, you know probably yeah. something that was right next to hogwarts school and maybe it was meant for a quidditch venue <laughs> true true 
So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, mind you, the last match that uh, England is playing of the match that concluded today, uh, this is being played at Lords, and Southampton uh, is considered for the World TC WTC finals. So yeah, it's very interesting shaping I mean, up. Uh, that was a brilliant uh, piece of history that uh, you brought up, uh, Srijit. But yeah. <laughs> having said that, Piyush, how is this going to help India win there? You're going to ask, uh, like you know, a neutral venue is going to support <laughs> which teams? Uh, then that's a very difficult one. So if you look at uh, Rose Bowl's history, there's only six matches that have been played in Test matches. Uh, you know, the home team wins two, the away team has only won once. Uh, if you look at batting first, there is a you know the 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 side which bat first in the first innings has won two matches. Uh, James Anderson has taken a lot of wickets here, and if you see last year's match where Zach Crawley got a double century, so I would say uh, even though it was against a relatively inferior attack of uh, uh, Pakistan, I would say that this uh, venue is probably going to give a bit more assistance to spin than probably the more traditional venues that would be used in England. Um, probably uh, Manchester would have been India's best venue if, if India wanted to have a spin-friendly wicket. But I would say Southampton is better considering like the options that were available. India should rather actually completely take the pitch out of the equation. India should rather focus on getting the team eleven right, and uh, that's the only choice. That's uh, the question that's going to be uh, there. So do you pick Ashwin instead of uh, somebody else there, or do you pick uh, only Ravindra Jadeja as a sole spinner? Because uh, like you said, surely Jadeja is starting. We all feel that. Uh, it's a it's a matter of picking an extra seamer or a spinner. Now that uh, I think the call will be made very late. I think probably a day before India has generally given up uh, the team 11s very confidently, and probably a day before all the matches that have been happening recently. I would say that that's the only question there. Uh, if it's a spin-friendly wicket, there's little grass on the on the pitch and gives more assistance to spinners. Uh, that's a great news for India. Uh, the same time, I think New Zealand also would be kind of confident that given they had Ijaz uh, Patel taking up almost five wickets in a match, so that also is going to come in handy. So it seems likely on the even keel uh, before the starting. I would say probably uh, with the victory recently and you know, New Zealand making six changes, six changes to the playing eleven for a Test match and winning it without the keep, uh, captain. Is also a big deal. Yeah. Uh, against a quality England side, so if India plays and uh, you know, hopefully like uh, we have uh, Virat Kohli and the top order firing, that would be the best chance. Uh, probably win the toss, bat first, set a big score. I mean, this is what probably most uh, India's template has been for the last home series and some of the away matches. Uh, but if if anything from Australia's tour has uh, is to be taken, the takeaway would be that India can bat. India can definitely bat in the second innings. And probably on the final day, wherever you require like a big target to chase, so I think that's uh, should be a lesser worry. And uh, simply like you know, we we are all eager to watch who's going to play in the eleven. If true, all those three pieces that we talked about are going to play. True, absolutely true, Prish. Uh, uh, Sir, do you also think that this is going to be an even uh, keel going into the uh, final? Yeah, so 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 there was another point I would like to bring forward. So basically, the stadium was designed by Hopkins. Oh, you are still at the stadium. You are not. Yeah. So, no, no. Why yeah, let's let's end important? it. Yeah, uh, let's go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why this is important is now Hopkins have designed another stadium, and that's in India. That's a Pune stadium. Now the similarity yeah, is. That's what I was yeah. going to talk about uh, the similarities yeah. of that stadium and this one. Yes. Yeah. So 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 if you see the dimensions. 
so so in cricketing terms like you will hear lot of times players will say that okay this uh, like so, somewhere in new zealand like why it is so tough to play in new zealand because of cor- corners or like how much to scoop on the on the offside or how much to play how much strength to play on the leg side really matters on the dimensions and the corners like how this ground is designed now this is very similar to the pune stadium so most likely this is the ground dimensions are going to be same to pune unless icc makes some changes and they push the boundary back or they bring in at some corners and all so if it will be very similar to what we have in pune so we definitely indian players will be having like special the spinners someone like us someone like ashwin someone like jadeja can really take advantage of that because they will have the knowledge of playing with these dimensions and they can really set the field according to that and get results according to that so so that will be one advantage but again on another aspect like if you remember india always plays very well in australia but when they come back to england the batsman really struggle it's always the swing that makes india struggle india has currently conquered maybe not conquered but currently learned how to deal with bounce and how to play with short balls and all those things so australia is something that india has achieved because india have really worked on short balls india has really worked on how to play with bounce but i am not sure if india is still ready to play the swing and if if new zealand bowlers can get the ball to swing and ask tough questions then i think india will struggle true true uh, sujith uh, i mean we have reached the end point uh, of this uh, nice chat that we had uh, today so just to cap it off uh, it feels actually amazing to consider that, that the nation who invented a game 200 years back and in that event a particularly very high profile event they are not a part of and that is very while you are hosting it absolutely uh, hosting it <laughs> uh, yeah okay. but but i think the broadcasters will be happy with the teams that are part of it i mean that is all cricket all about right so <laughs> <laughs> awesome I mean, so uh, just one special shout out to the new zealand team if you look at the test playing teams currently that are active in the top 6 uh, teams new zealand has probably the most smallest talent pool I mean, I'm not including West Indies in that. Uh, I'm saying the top six team if you include South Africa, England, Australia. So talent population-wise, they have probably like you know lesser people to choose from. And going to the like a team and competing head-on with uh, India will be very interesting for them as well. So it's it's uh, only uh, you know till 18th we can only speculate. I'm already looking forward to it, and I hope that uh, India can probably somehow find a way to negate the swing. of team saudi and trent bolt in the initial overs if they see that out i see a good chance of india scoring a big score sure sure uh, on that yes. note uh, piyush uh, yes go ahead if you wanted to add something else yeah so yeah so my final words will be yeah new zealand are a great team and they are very cool and very classy but this virat kohli led team is something different and virat kohli is a king who has set on a mission to conquer the world So my favorites will always be Virat Kohli's team. Yeah, let, my let's, favorites are actually yeah. Ajinkya Rahane's team, but Absolutely. it's okay. Like you know, Virat is back. I was, let's. I was just <laughs> going to add there that let uh, Virat not be the Julius Caesar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah. By the sure. way, one but, big but, question: Does uh, Ravi Chandran Ashwin uh, slide into like what's your probable eleven that you're going to look forward? Say, okay, so yeah, I have my eleven uh, ready. So I was okay. I was just having a confusion between uh, one place. So let me go through uh, the second eleven: Rohit, yeah. uh, Shubman Gill, yeah, yeah, the Pujara, Kohli, Rahane, uh, either a Jadeja or Shardul. If the pitch is a little bit green, uh, I'm still see these two places. Anyone, if anybody uh, goes, I'm okay with that. Then Ashwin is a yes sis. Uh, okay. Pant, Bumra, Ishan, Shami. Yeah, mine is pretty similar. I would just uh, you know instead of I would have Rajesh and Ashwin in the team for sure, and probably see if I'm going to swap in uh, swap uh, places with Ashwin or Shadul Thakur. So Ashwin, mind you, uh, like you know, a brilliant century um, in against England uh, in the home conditions. I, I mean, India was tottering at 102 for six. Came in, uh, gave a beautiful support to supporting hand to Virat Kohli, and made sure that the target the uh, England would be chasing would be probably a big one, not just a docile 100 or a 204. So uh, off late, I mean, though his uh, performance with bat has been patchy, but it can be said that he can give you those 30 odd runs as a tail ender, or probably like you know, support the tail enders as well. So I would yep. say he comes in more handy, given his previous experience in bowling in England as well. His away performance has been getting better. Uh, probably uh, even he would like to have it more, uh, uh, you know, with better with the bat also and with the ball. But I would have him and uh, Jadeja in the squad. I would also have uh, Shami Sharma and Bumrah as my quick bowlers. True, true. I mean, it all it all depends on the pitch that they have prepared. So yeah, let's hope for the best. Uh, so, do you have any preferences or? Uh... Yeah, like you uh, like said, definitely. I would, I'd always have Ashwin in my squad on any day, because not because he's a great bowler, because he's a master strategist, and I think Virat Kohli needs Ashwin by his side if he really needs to amp up his uh, strategies and uh, and really come with with a fiery answer. to the calmness of new zealand and and also pius and rahul i think you also said you would prefer rahane but i think rahane and kane williamson are kind of similar figure so if you see their captaincy approach so i think kohli would be a better match against uh, kane williamson any day yeah, okay i mean i'm happy he's even rahane would be happy that you no know, kohli is leading mm-hmm. for a change I yeah. just wanted to say that uh, you know, given the uh, way the Australian series panned out, I think everybody has mm-hmm. been kind of measuring their benchmarks. That's a new benchmark yeah. that was set. So, uh, and having Ashwin in the team can also make you uh, enable for great press match, press match conferences. Yeah. So, <laughs> he absolutely loves. Uh, and also, yeah. like, give him more content for his YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, the Kutis story. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, on that note. Uh, we can come to a close and call it a night mm-hmm. i think we had a terrific chat uh, i always love having a conversation with both of you um so yeah let's hope for the best for both of the teams uh, um yeah we can only do one thing let's wait for the final and let's connect again let's do a review after that yeah all right yeah, let's hope for the great, best great. yeah it was a great time and, and i have a message that no matter which Which side wins? I hope we get a great game of cricket. Oh, the yes. Switzerland of uh, <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, great. Okay, uh, yeah. thanks a lot, guys. Have a great night. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Bye.
Bye-bye. Thank you.